Hi there, and welcome to Emmanuel. This is our conversations podcast where we spend a bit of time talking about the type of people that we want to become in our communities and in our homes. We hope that this encourages you to live a little bit more like Jesus taught us. God bless you. Well, hello there. My name is Mike, and I'm here with Corey. Hello, everyone. And we are continuing uh, our recovery. I'll put it that way. You'll hear a little bit more about this in a couple of weeks. Uh, We missed some time because of uh, sickness, and we're just glad to be back. But in our world, uh, we are just before um, an event that comes up every now and again at Emmanuel that we call Love Toro. And we thought that it would be good just to kind of set down on record why is this thing keeps popping back up and why we do it and what's our basis for it and all those kind of questions that somebody might have. So, Corey, what's Love Truro? Well, it's really self-explanatory. We take a day. It's not enough, I know, but we take a day of the year. It's usually a Saturday and it's usually during the times of the year when people are out and about and we go out and love them in practical ways. So there are a few key words that I would use to describe what Love Truro is. The first is it's a movement. It's not just about Emmanuel Baptist Church and it's not just about Truro. So in different times through the year, communities all across Canada love their city. And in fact, you can there's probably a website where you can go online and look at ways that if you're listening to this in another community that you can say, hey, I want to love Windsor or I want to love Miramichi, wherever it is. It's a movement and it's not meant to be just a church that's doing it either. It's meant to be churches working together. And so that's our great desire is that we want churches working together to love their communities because it's a great witness in Jesus name. Now, for some of us, when we hear love our community, we think about, you know, when I first moved to this area, uh, that weekend, we uh, we got really, really active and cast a whole lot of votes online, and we became the first Hockeyville, uh, which is a thing here in Canada. Uh, or we, you know, have special celebrations and parties to convince each other of how great our town is. When we say love Truro, that we're going to love our community, what do we actually mean? Interesting. Over the last year, there was an article in the newspaper that talked about a movement called Love Truro. But really, it was about supporting local businesses, which I think is good and fair and noble. But it is in no way to be confused with the Love Truro we're talking about. The two other words that I would use to describe Love Truro are it's practical and it's about acts of kindness in our community. And they're often quite small, but yet still significant. Yeah, so, I mean, on that particular weekend, driving around town, of course you would see uh, people in Love Toro shirts picking up trash. Mm. Uh, A couple of times we've had people go down our main street and kind of dig the cigarette butts out of the, the cracks and make sure that our community looks a little bit nicer. Those little things that other people might not have a chance to do on another day. I like the black shirts. Uh, there's the green shirts and the black shirts. I'm a black shirt kind of guy. Well, there is a little bit of competition, which one can love Truro better. That's but, right. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how the scoring system works. But, <laughs> um, but other things that we might be doing, you know, one year, uh, a couple of friends of mine, they grabbed a couple of roll of $2 coins and 
went to the uh, hospital and paid for parking for people as they were coming out, just kind of unexpectedly to to help people during their time of need. Sometimes people go down to the local coffee shop and buy the coffee there. What other types of things might we be doing that weekend? Well, I can think to the past and some of the things we've done. One of my favorite, even though I wasn't able to be a part of it, is that we built a ramp at one of the local not-for-profits. And that was a really valuable thing. So they didn't have a wheelchair accessibility into their place. And that morning, we built a ramp for them. Yeah. Some of my favorite stories would be, and you may have alluded to some of them already. So one time, because this is a personal thing for me, I, I, I love, love Turo, is that I went to uh, volunteer for picking up garbage. I think I've done that one or two years. Volunteer to go pick up garbage around town. And one of the routes was down along Prince Street and then down Walker. And just as there are in many places in our community, it's full of cigarette butts, right? So um, we have this little, uh, I don't know what you call them, those little picker-upper things where you have the quick trigger that you squeeze it and it actually picks up stuff. I, I think that's the patent pending title. Yeah, I don't picker know. Picker-upper things. Yeah, and so I'm using those, so <laughs> I got to say, I'm wimping out. It's not hands-on. It's the little trigger thing. But I'm still picking up cigarette butts. And one of the people in our community, uh, the next day we had a testimony time in our worship service. And he stands up and he said, well, would you believe it? Yesterday I saw our pastor, Corey, picking up cigarette butts downtown. And he said something like, I want to belong to a church like that. (laughs) And you know what? That's not too far away from what Love Turo is all about, is it? I think that even though these are small things... It would be great if people would say, as we're loving practically in Christ's name, people say, I want to belong to a church like that. Now, one of my other favorite memories is when we had organized to go do some yard work uh, for people, and it fell through. And this is where God often shows up, when our plans fall through. So we decided to go to an area of town and just go door to door and say, do you have any landscaping that needs to be done? We took our shovels and our rakes. And we started getting around that neighborhood. One person said yes, and that's all it took. And then neighbors saw, oh, you know, I have something that needs to be done. I need to plant these trees. Would you do that for me? And we did. And we went from house to house. It felt like we did half of the houses on the block, planting, digging holes, uh, sometimes not very symmetrical. And it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. So those are some of the things that we've done and and my favorite experiences. And in doing it, I mean, those are the type of things we do. And I think you already alluded to why we do it, because we want to be the type of place that people want to belong to, mm. uh, where God is at motion, in motion, and doing things. Mm. And in all of that, our constant hope is that God would show up, that somehow we'd form connections with people we wouldn't normally get to, that we would make uh, His name sound good to those who hear it and that he would open doors and begin drawing people in our town and in our culture which is frankly often very closed to any kind of mention of god and how he can make a difference in people's lives and give practical demonstration that uh, this god loves them and wants to get to know them and be with them and care for them and we don't have a choice. <laughs> That's partly it. Because look at who we follow. Yeah. Jesus, he talked a lot about love. He explained love. He was he was the 
he was an expert on it because that's who he was. But he, more than any other person, I think, who ever lived, showed and demonstrated his love. And even his early followers, they made statements like this, which I think is totally at the heart of Love Truro. In 1 John chapter 3, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And I think that really is part of the why. We can't do anything else because of the one that we follow. Yeah. But definitely the heart of it is that we want to visibly demonstrate his love to people who, they're strangers to it. Yeah. But I think that great things happen when we do. Well, it unlocks so many doors. And I mean, the we jokingly co- talked about the black and the green shirts. The shirts are starting to get known around town. Uh, I bump into people who say things like, do you belong to that spot? Mm. And say it with a positive tone, which at least in North America isn't often the case. And we got to admit something up front. It was not the pastoral leadership that came up with this idea. There were people in our church that came up with it, ran with it, made it happen. Uh, and we just got to go along for the ride and see all the benefits. And I, I love it when God works that way. And thinking about what I expect God to do through this and the effect that it has on people, one of them is it's a little uh, guilt-inducing because everything we do, we do for free, right? And one of the things we often hear from people is, okay, can I give you money for this? Yeah, it happens every time we do a car and wash. Maybe it's because they think churches are always wanting money. Like, I, I, that could be part of it. Or you know, people I, don't like free stuff. Maybe I, people love free stuff. I don't get it. I, actually, I've encountered people who don't like free stuff. It, it mm-hmm. happens to me fairly frequently. But they what feel are, like they're indebted somehow. What are some of the good things that maybe you've seen God do through this? Well, it just opens up so many conversations. It does. Yeah. Right when you go down to the grocery store and you see green shirts, and you go past, you know, the main junction in town. And there's free car washes. And you try and go down the main street in town, which is a one-way, and there's people sweeping up cigarette butts all over the place. Hmm. And there's free food being handed out, and there's more green shirts working on a senior citizen's lawn. It, You can't help but ask what's going on. Like, it just, what's this all about, and, and why is it happening? And uh, the conversations you get to have out of it hmm. are just so great. In addition, it also helps remind us that our faith is not about us. Uh, often, sometimes, well, too often, within the confines of our walls, we do what makes us feel comfortable and happy and you know, uh, scratches our spiritual itch. And as you said earlier, the, the one that we came to follow, the one that we claim the name of, he, he gave up everything. Uh, and he came to serve the the king served, and it's such a great spiritual growth point that you know it's not about us. I love the fact that we go to them. Yeah, well, whoever Lem is, I, yeah. yeah, we we go to our community. Yeah, we don't ask them to come to us. We actually go to our go to the people that God loves. Absolutely, I love it. Now, if we're if we're close to finishing up, I'd like to do something that we don't usually do on a podcast, if that's okay, Micah. I'd love to pray for the effects of Love Truro, whether they're done by our church or any other church. I'd like to say a little prayer about well, that. Well, in whatever community people are listening in. Yeah, so, yeah, let's, so let's, let's pray. pray. God, I thank you that you've 
put it in our hearts to love your world. And I, Lord, I, we wouldn't have that love without you. And so we pray that you would use our practical acts of kindness, whether it's this weekend or whether it's in a year's time or whether it is just through the week, whether it's together or whether it's on our own, mm. use our acts of kindness to point to the world about your unending, unconditional love. Lord, we love because you loved us first. Help the world to see that as we witness to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.